This is Ben Max from Gotham Gazette. And I'm Jarrett Murphy from City Limits. And today we have Rachel Fee, the Executive Director of the New York Housing Conference with us. Thanks for being here, Rachel. Thank you for having me. Uh, before we jump into the presidential race and federal housing policy platforms and such, we just tell us a little bit about what you and your organization do? Sure. I'm with the New York Housing Conference, and we are an affordable housing policy and advocacy organization. And we work to improve in policy and uh, resources for city, state, and federal um, affordable housing, public housing. Um, we're champions of both. Great. So we've been watching the conventions uh, and, and looking at the platforms over the past couple of weeks. And I'm curious, from your seat, what are you hearing about housing policy uh, in the discourse, in the documents, or more importantly, what are you hoping to hear from the parties and the candidates in terms of the federal role in the housing market and in affordable housing? Sure. So um, there have been, um, I think, a, a few highlights on the housing side. Um, we had um, um, two of the Democratic candidates visited uh, public housing in New York, which was really fantastic. Um, in Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders, you know, ha had been in public housing in New York talking about the issues. Um, we didn't get a, a visit from any of the Republican candidates. Um, you know, now we're, we're down to the two candidates and we have the policy um, platforms from, from both the RNC and the DNC. So, um, you know, I think now we have a little bit of an outline of what their focus will be. So one of the things that um, if you think about when reading the Democratic platform, where they, they actually do promise to fully fund public housing and to do other steps regarding affordable rental housing and home ownership, is the politics of it, right? I mean, they, they go farther than they have in the past of promising things, but it's how they purport to or propose to deliver that, given that there's a Republican-controlled Congress, and there probably will be. At the conference, you gather together kind of a, a broad co coalition of people. Um, do you think that's possible on a national level? Is that, is that what is needed to get better federal housing policy? Yeah, I think it's possible, and I think it is what's needed. Um, there certainly are many um, bi bipartisan um, supports uh, for housing issues. Um, I would say that the the two big ones, um, you know, in recent history, are the Section 8 program and the low income housing tax credit, and um, you know both of those programs are hugely important to uh, affordable housing in New York and, and across the country. We briefly just explain what each each of those does. Sure. So the rental um, assistance program, um, kind of known as Section 8, Section 8 Housing Choice Voucher Program, um, provides uh, households with a, a voucher to use in the private rental market. And um, the idea is it would help um, a low-income family pay their rent and, and afford um, to rent that apartment. They pay no more than 30% of their income, and the federal government uh, pays the balance. For the tax credit program, um, that's really a, a federal program aimed at a production of uh, affordable housing. So it really um, helps to finance the units that both the city and the state undertake in development and preservation of affordable housing. When it comes to the impact of those policies in New York, um, what is the tinkering that can be done in Washington? Is it about the rules of those programs or just about the volume, the number of vouchers that are 
are budgeted for the amount of volume cap under the, te the tax credits? What does the city need from Washington? So, um, I mean, there, there are a couple of ways. Um, the first is um, how, what's the funding level, right? So in Section 8, we saw through, um, you know, we went through a whole process of um, deficit reduction and budget cuts after the housing crash in 2008. And Section 8, the program was, um, it, it, it shrunk a little bit, but um, it didn't see this, the same sort of um, budget cuts that we saw on the public housing front, for example. So um, I think, you know, the funding level there matters. And um, recently, um, the Obama administration has put out a proposed rule to change um, how vouchers are used and trying to incentivize low-income families to move into high-opportunity neighborhoods by changing uh, the geography of payment standards. So there's, there are really a lot of changes that could um, happen from uh, the federal perspective that, that would impact New Yorkers. On the tax credit, um, you know, that has also been um, a, a program that has received bipartisan support. Um, you know, it's a tax expenditure program, and, um, you know, there is a bill right now by Senators Cantwell and Hatch, a bipartisan bill, to expand the program, um, to give a boost so that if you're developing for homeless or other vulnerable populations, you get kind of get more of the credit. And also um, to introduce this income averaging proposal, which um, has been one of our top policy priorities, and it raises the income limit and provides another way to more deeply subsidize extremely low income housing. As you, <coughs> excuse me, as you look at the housing aspects of the two uh, policy platforms from the RNC and the DNC that have been adopted now, um, what are the sort of different ways that you see the parties talking about housing and affordable housing and how do those relate to the issues that New York faces, which are in some ways very often unique or at least very different than most places? Sure. So, um, so you guys know that in New York we're a city of renters, um, not a city of homeowners, so it's really the, the opposite of what the rest of the country looks like. So, um, you know, affordable homeownership is important in New York, but, um, you know, a, a r supporting affordable rental housing is probably even more important. So, um, you know, the emphasis on homeownership is really different in the RNC and DNC platforms. I think in um, the Republican platform, it's, there, there is an emphasis on homeownership. Um, and it's more about responsible lending, whereas the Democratic platform um, talks more about expanding homeownership opportunities. Um, so that's one difference. Um, I think the Republican platform, um, you know, they acknowledge that there is a growing rental housing crisis, and I was really pleased by that. Um, they talk about, um, you know, six million new renter households, and that was a result of um, people losing their homes in the mm -hmm. foreclosure crisis. But I think we're also seeing that um, young people who were probably buying homes earlier across the country because they're saddled with student debt are delaying that. So we're actually seeing um, a growth of the renter um, constituency across the country. 
Um, in the Democratic platform, um, it's a bit more robust on the solutions for the rental housing crisis. So as Jarrett said, they talk more about Section 8, fully funding public housing, um, and some of the production programs. So, um, you know, they're both recognizing there is a need, which is a, a great starting point. And, and on, the, on the public housing front, you mentioned that um, New York City public housing got visits from the Democratic candidates, and that was after a big push by folks to, to get them to pay attention. Um, and I know that uh, City Councilmember Richie Torres, who's chair of the Public Housing Committee, um, and we've chatted with, you know, was instrumental in that and, and many others. New York City, again, is, is pretty unique in terms of its public housing stock, of course, and almost half a million people or maybe half a million people, you know, they don't know exactly how many people live in NYCHA, um, living in public housing. And, and, you know, so what's at stake in terms of or what's needed from the federal government in terms of public housing? And is there, no matter who's in the White House, is there much of a chance of, of increased resources coming to New York City for NYCHA? I certainly hope so. Um, I think this is a really important issue um, and, and one that is going to be hugely impacted by whoever the next president is. So um, from 2001 to you know today, um, we've seen nearly $2 billion being cut from the public housing budget. And um, you know I think NYCHA's funded at about 80 cents on the dollar to cover their operating expenses. So, um, you know, it, it, it's a pretty dire situation. And then on the, um, the repairs that are needed in these aging public housing buildings, um, out of a $26 billion national public housing backlog, 65% of the unmet capital needs are here in New York City. So that, I mean, that's just a staggering number, $17 billion um, in outstanding repairs in New York City. So, you know, what the next president is going to do about that, how they will partner with Congress, is is certainly something um, we're paying close attention to. It's interesting that the public housing is one of those areas where New York City really is an outlier just because of the size of the yeah. system here. Right. It's kind of, you know, it's unique history. Um, but... The, some of the other pressures we see here, gentrification, displacement, rising rents, homelessness, we think of them sometimes as New York City issues, but actually they affect a lot of cities around the country. So there really is, there's a substantial amount of common ground in some of the broader rental housing problems that we're facing. That's, that's certainly true. Um, and you see some of those issues touched on in the Democratic platform. Um, you know, how, how they kind of... Um, actually, um, you know, get implemented in terms of policy changes, you know, I think is to be um, determined because, you know, I think for a lot of politicians across the country, um, housing policy is home ownership. So while we do have these common issues of displacement and, and a dire need for um, more affordable rental housing, um, you know, w we still need to see, I think, more emphasis on, on those issues from the federal government. You know, I, th I think it's fascinating when you look at the, the politics of this election season and, and a little bit beyond that you have, depending on what happens with the control of the U.S. Senate, the possibility of Charles Schumer becoming the majority leader, which 
could certainly have positive effects in terms of money coming to to New York City or or housing related money that of course benefits New York State and New York City and that could be something pretty interesting to watch and then you have both you know presidential candidates the, the the you know at the top of the two major parties from New York and you would think if there was a Republican nominee who would have some sense of the housing market uh, it might be Donald Trump um, <laughs> but you don't know what his what he would really come into office um, looking to do on that front. Um, and it's interesting, Schumer actually, and, and all the New York figures raised the, the unique role of the, the financial industry in, in housing, both home ownership and also multifamily in New York City. And that's where obviously federally the focus has sometimes been on that, whether it's the Community Reinvestment Act, home mortgage disclosure. And there is a movement here for enhancing CRA to improve conditions in multi-unit housing. Um, what do you think the federal government should do, can do, to help banks be better players in this field or to force them to be better players in this field? Um, <clears throat> it seems like, um, you know, there are many possibilities there. Um, the banks right now certainly are um, major partners in investing in affordable housing, buying the tax credit, um, direct lending. And, um, you know, they, they play a really important role. Um, I, I haven't seen um, too many specifics from either party on, on this area relating to, um, you know, CRA reform. So I, I think we'll have to wait and see on that. So bringing it back to New York City, which, as we know, is the most important part of the country, <laughs> regardless of what other people say. Um, you know, we will have to wait and see what the outcome, not just the presidential race, but the congressional control uh, is in November. Locally, obviously, a lot is, is going on. And what's what's on your radar screen here that you think is, is most important? So, you know, we have, um, we have significant investment in affordable housing at the city and Mayor de Blasio's 200,000 unit plan. Um, that whole plan depends on federal resources, right? Every deal in there uses federal tax credits and bonds. Um, Section 8 is also hugely important. And then at the state level, um, you know, we are also on the cusp of significant investment from the state. Uh, a new $2 billion was enacted in the state budget in April. We are waiting for Governor Cuomo and leaders of the legislature to agree on a statewide affordable housing plan. Um, today, New York Housing Conference um, got together with other housing advocates and we released our uh, own version of what a state housing, statewide housing plan should look like um, to try to spur the leaders in Albany into action. Um, again, those resources would leverage the federal resources and, and they're used together. So, um, you know, also the statewide housing plan, you know, is very dependent on, on the federal resources. And so, so, the, so one of the keys there basically is that the money's been allocated generally, but not sort of specifically outlined for where it's going. And now you've gotten folks together to say, here's what that should look like, because you're trying to nudge the governor and the legislative leaders to get this agreement together. Yes. And it's not just that we don't know how it's going to be spent. It's that it can't, it cannot be spent. 
<clears throat> until um, this memorandum of understanding is agreed to. So, um, you know, we understand that the governor wants to put about half of it into supportive housing, uh, a great way to ho ho house formerly homeless um, individuals, and um, the rest of it will go to a variety of programs addressing, um, you know, statewide housing needs. So, um, home ownership, foreclosure remediation, financing small buildings, downtown revitalization upstate, preserving some public housing, which is really important for the upstate public housing authorities. And we're also looking for $100 million to go to um, roofs at NYCHA. Wow. All right. Well, well thank you, Rachel Fee. Thank you, Rachel. And uh, you. we'll be watching as the as the presidential election unfolds, but also uh, to see if there's any news out of the state on that on that MOU. And Ben, you are always my bridge over troubled waters. <laughs> Thanks, Jared. <laughs>